0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Rev. Albert Okran.
1: Good evening and a warm welcome to Joy 99.7 FMN to another matriculation of Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., I promise that your personal value will shoot up. Helping me serve you tonight are my virtual academic board, comprising a full house, because comfort is in the house, with Ignatius, Matthew, and Inshira. Of course, is it also here, the statistician, who puts everything together to ensure that we are on course with all our statistics. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar that provides a virtual point of convergence for the top CEOs, corporate executives, and the most influential leaders every Sunday evening. It has for the past six years operated with a simple mission of raising a new generation of African leaders and executives using the avenue of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for world-class corporate training, and your superstition, Joy 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind KC of Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. We've been supported over the years by the Business and Financial Times. The Graphic Business is another partner, and we receive technology backing from Dream DreamOval. Let me start with our weekly poll. As usual, springboard weekly poll this week is about results or people, results focused or people focused. What makes a great leader? And the debate is very simple. Leaders in various fields all over the world are continually engaged in a debate about how to be more effective and how to achieve sustainable success. The results-focused school of thought says that leaders must focus entirely on results. They must only reward the end product and not just the process. They must deploy human resources just like financial, technological and material resources in the pursuit of their desired or corporate goals. The people-focused school counters this and insists that the organization's people are its greatest asset. They argue that a leader with social skills and empathy will get people to be motivated and to outdo themselves. The results group counters this argument and insists that lazy people who feel loved will not change and will eventually bring down the leader which is your vote or which one gets your vote of these two compelling arguments i know you will say both but please choose one even if you discuss or 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 comment on both choose one and let us know which one it is is it the results oriented or results focused outlook or the people focused outlook that is the Edition We have today on Springboard the results or the people edition of Springboard your virtual university. Share your thoughts via Facebook or WhatsApp or SMS. 1422 is the number for SMS. The WhatsApp number is 0244 and you can post it on Springboard the virtual university on Facebook or on my Facebook page. So, we are on day number 16 of our 30-day journey on the SMS Academy. This November, we are exploring 30 laws of personal growth. And our lesson for today is the number 16 in the collection. It says, the law of significance, significance, the law of significance. We must invest a part of ourselves in others. We feel more fulfilled and relevant when we volunteer to serve people, to serve family, or to serve society as a whole. We feel more fulfilled and more relevant when we volunteer to serve family or society. Right. If you want to receive an SMS message every day in our in our Springboard SMS Academy, just sign up by texting the word Springboard to short code 1984 for MTN or Etel users or 1985 for vodafone or tigo users today just send the word springboard to 1984 if you use mtn or Airtel, and 1985 if you use vodafone or tigo and you will receive your first message right away That brings us to our main menu for tonight because we climbed to the 11th floor of our series called Leaders Digest. We started from the ground floor on the 7th of September and it's been quite an engaging interaction with 10 leaders so far. Our simple task is to distill the core principles and the values that undergird their lives. And try and plot or map out certain commonalities So we know that the business leaders in Ghana or the business leaders interviewed Identified these as their top value These were the common threads and these were the unique observations that we made At the end of the series we will publish a report that you can refer to or cite as an authority on corporate leadership in Ghana sounds quite exciting so tonight on springboard i welcome a woman who was named in the may edition of euro money as one of africa's top rising stars i say she holds one of the most enviable jobs on high street Ghana's version of wall street Mrs. Patience Acharni was appointed as the Managing Director of Barclays Bank Ghana in November 2013 and so she's one year old and on the job. Under her watch, the bank has won a number of awards and recognition. Patience holds an MBA in finance and a first class in accounting both from the University of Ghana Business School. She is a certified professional accountant and a member of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Ghana and she's graciously consented to be our guest on Springboard, the virtual university. And I like the touches. I intend to enjoy this. Patients, we are very excited to have you here. Welcome, to Springboard.
2: Thank you. And thank you for the privilege of being on your cherished program virtual investing.
1: Well, I call it a blessing. It's a beautiful day and we trust that we will have a great interaction together. So before we even settle down to the, how's, it, how's the day been? How's, how's, how's the day gone? Sundays are very interesting for corporate leaders <laughs> as you try and wind down on the week before and then at the same time build up to the week ahead. How's, how's the day been today?
2: It's been great. I spend most of my Sundays in church right, and the rest with my family at home.
1: Right, faith is one of the things that we find that many, many corporate leaders who have come through have, have, have talked about their faith and how it has helped them on their journey. Would you say that faith is a, is one of the integral parts of of your life as a person?
2: Indeed, my faith is everything to me. Right. And uh, for me, you know, life is about glorifying God. Right. So it's a key part of what I do.
1: Right. We'll be exploring faith and the connection with corporate values and the desire for excellence as you go ahead. But let's, let's pick your thoughts on this raging debate on, on social media, what do you call the Springboard Weekly poll. And our thoughts today are about whether a, person, a leader should be results-oriented or people-oriented. I know everybody will say both, but we are trying to say what, where should the focus be? Should it be about results or it should be about people? Tell us your thoughts on that. <laughs>
2: You know, if you had asked me this question two years ago, I would have said results-focused. Because as finance director, I was very results-focused. However, in my new role, since I took over um, in April of last year and was appointed in at the end of October of last year, my focus has shifted a bit and I realized very much that to get the results that you want, you need to focus on people.
1: So so where, where where do you draw the line because the, the 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 results people argue very strongly that merely focus focusing on people without focusing on whether they are giving you the results you want or not could end up bringing you the leader down because ultimately when the, the the big picture the results you want at the top the top line or the bottom line don't, don't meet expectation you the leader will go so where does your focus on the people end and, and, and zoom in on the results that you are appointed to, to deliver
2: actually you know most social scientists believe that if you focus on people and you do things for people they will help you achieve what you want to achieve
1: and when people don't perform
2: so to the extent that focusing on people leads them, you know, to be motivated and therefore they help you to deliver results. In the end you achieve what you are aiming to achieve results.
1: Right. So I guess that for the individuals who refuse to be motivated and refuse to perform then once there's re- reward there must also be sanctions indeed right alright so we'll come back to this and now I'm going to tell you the results so far because it's been, it's been quite interesting on social media some very interesting dynamics very interesting perspectives and we'll be picking up picking up those thoughts as we come back. But I'll take a brief commercial break. When I return, I'll be finding out from Patience her greatest secret as a CEO. If a young intern walked into her office with great potential and asked her the secret of her leadership success, what would she tell that aspiring young leader? We'll find out when we come back from this commercial break. This is Springboard, your virtual investing. My guest for tonight, Patience of China, the Managing Director of Barclays Bank, Ghana. And tonight I'm asking you about Rapid Transfer from EcoBank, which is our main sponsor for this program. Have you heard about Rapid Transfer from EcoBank? Rapid Transfer from EcoBank, let's send you Money lets you send and receive money within minutes across Ghana and throughout Africa. Rapid transfer is fast, convenient and reliable. You can transfer as much as 30,000 Ghana cities and funds arrive in the local currency and there are no charges for the person you are sending money to. If you want to try it, I'll give you my address. Just send the money to me and you will see that it will come very smoothly. You don't need an ecobank account to use rapid transfer. From now to the 30th of November 2014, there are instant gifts on offer for every transfer you make. So if you want a fast and convenient way to send and receive money, choose ecobank Rabbit Transfer as your preferred money transfer partner. Just visit any of ecobank's 79 branches across Ghana or go to Echobank.com Terms and conditions apply. Echobank is the Pan-African Bank. Let's take a brief break. When we come back let's delve into the details with my guest Patience Achani. Please don't go away.
0: Ah! There's a recoupable KTM. Now, check this out. I'm going to get money out without a car. God, how did you do that? Don't you know that now you can withdraw cash from either MTN Mobile Money or Airtel Money at any EcoBank ATM, and you don't even need an ATM card. Wow, that's great. And EcoBank has over 200 ATMs across Ghana. It's so convenient. Plus, it's super easy and totally secure. Withdraw cash at any EcoBank ATM from your MTN Mobile Money and Airtel
1: Money wallets. For more information, just call free on short code three two two five from Airtel, MTN and Vodafone lines or zero three zero two two. Two one three nine nine nine. That's normal charges. Terms and conditions apply. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Sixteen minutes past the hour of seven o'clock, and this is Springboard Your Virtual University. We're waiting for your thoughts about results oriented or people oriented. But my guest for tonight is Patience Achana, the Managing Director of Barclays Bank Ghana. We are working through the pages of her life to try and distill some of the key lessons that she's she's picked up on the journey. To the top of the ladder in the Barclays Bank here in Ghana. Patience. Let's 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 model a scenario. A young person walks to your office. I, I, I assume that. For a leader of your kind. I mean, you would typically want to mentor others to also find your space and achieve their dreams. And so imagine that a young person walked up to you and said, I want to become like you one day or achieve my dreams. You're doing something that... On on Facebook, a a young lady wrote that you were living her dream. And and we had quite a debate about it. She said, you are... And so I asked how can she be living your dream, Salom? How can she be living your dream? And she said, well, she's doing what I aspire to do. So if somebody like Selam walked up to you and said... What, what is your greatest secret? Or what is the biggest secret of your success? Well, what would you say it is? To sell them.
2: I live by a number of rules or principles. And uh, one of my main principles is ownership. You know, and by this I mean being fully responsible and accountable for everything entrusted to me. I believe that once you own something, You know, you can be passionate about it and drive it until it succeeds. So for me, one of the things I look out, you know, in people um, who come, who walk into my office looking for jobs, is whether they have that ownership, that sense of when you give them something, are they keen to ensure that from end to end they deliver it and complete it?
1: Delivering the full cycle from beginning to end. Let me ask you, so if somebody walked in, do do you have your own way of telling from their eyes the kind of people that you are looking for. What, what attributes do you look for at face value before you mm. even get into the details about their sense of ownership mm. at a glance? can you, are you? Do you have ways that you spot people that are potentially mm. good material? Mm.
2: So, I mean, creating a scenario and, and, you know, even when you are talking about something you've created, you've done, you know, I look out for whether you were keen to ensure that what you've started, you've completed it, you know, and the passion you know, with which you speak, conveys to me whether you have a strong sense of ownership or not about what you're talking about.
1: Right. Yeah. So you, you, you typically will model a scenario for yes. the person and, and while the person talks, observe the passion yes. of which you speak. So people who talk very lackadaisically, won't impress you at all. At all. Alright, so you, you have it there. If you ever walk into Barclays Bank and you talk like you, you just woke up from sleep, know that you will not get whatever you're looking for. What's your typical day like patients?
2: So, you know, in a day, I meet lots of people. I meet colleagues, you know, um, employees of Barclays. I meet customers. I meet suppliers. I meet potential customers. And also, I meet my team, my management team. So we have meetings. So it's a really hectic day for me.
1: What's your favorite day? (laughs) What, What kind of day do you like best? You go to bed and you're like, this is it. What kind of day makes you feel very happy?
2: When something we've been... Um, working on yields results
1: you you sound like a results oriented person yet you voted for people so far all your answers have ended up around results results results
2: no I am a results oriented person I mean no kidding but I've learned that to achieve results you need to work
1: through people right I like the way you expand, when you talk about ownership, your definition of ownership is holding the issues and working with them from beginning to end. You see, the end always came in, yes. and you're speaking also about the passion which they communicate, yeah. that they held onto the thing and they finished it. Yeah. Completion is, completion is big for you, yeah. was it influenced by anything that happened when you were growing up? Is it is this something that was influenced by any childhood experience? Did you have a very meticulous mother or anything? I'm just curious about how you formed yeah. that passion for completion.
2: Yeah, at the root of this belief system of mine, you know, are two things. The first one is my own natural tendency to take responsibility for everything in my domain So you're right, you know, um, I'm the first of three girls, and uh, we lost our mother when we were very young. So our father raised us, and, you know, he made me practically accountable for my siblings. So if something went wrong, I had to answer for it. And if somebody wasn't doing well, I had to explain, you know. So I learned from a very young age to take ownership and, and, and recognize the fact that I was accountable for anything I'd been entrusted with.
1: Would you say that with the benefit of hindsight, early responsibility arising from the misfortune of losing your mom made you more responsible and was a trigger point for your leadership journey?
2: I think so, even though um, in those days I wouldn't have thought so, because I kind of think that, you know, as I was growing up, there was a bit of anger in me, you know, because I think I felt my childhood had been robbed. You know, I was made to be responsible too early you know and and back in school is short because I really could be you know get angry and be rude (laughs) you you know sometimes and looking back I think it was just the anger in me but it all worked out for good because it would appear that you know from an early age I learned how to be responsible and accountable
1: and this has saved me well You, you just opened my eyes to something so if for those who raise young people because Sometimes I, I get the feeling that we, we, we are quite impatient with people who don't come out the way that we want them to come out. Mm-hmm. And you talk about your own, your own challenges, mm-hmm. family, um, having mm-hmm. lost a, a loved one, mm-hmm. reflecting in your behavior. So mm-hmm. if someone didn't, didn't look beyond yes. what, what was immediately apparent, they could have drawn up on you, but look at where yes. you are today. So yes. what, what, what do you think can be done to help appreciate the challenges that make people behave in the particular way that they do, just so that we don't yes. lose out on people who could potentially grow up to become leaders. I think
2: one of the things that was lacking, you know, in, in our schools, in our secondary schools, and mine was a very good one, was um, the presence and By the way,
1: of, before you, you go on, let me say that the Wesley Girls school made quite some noise on Facebook. <laughs> when I'm not surprised
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> at all,
1: you know. But, you know, it was Wesley Girls
2: is a very good school, still is. But there was an absence of, you know, uh, counselors, experts, or psychologists, people who can go beyond, you know, what you can just see. And, and so it's very possible that many people can be misunderstood, you know, in that kind of environment where you don't have experts to delve into certain peculiar situations. So, yes, I think that what will help is if we get these experts into our schools so that in addition to the teachers, you know, they could look into certain behaviors and get into the root cause because people don't just decide to be, you know, rude or, you know, to disobedient or and things like that. It's circumstances that could influence that kind of behavior. And we right. need to be able to differentiate between, you know, those type of situations so that we can get the best out of our children.
1: Right. Let me find out. So, at secondary school level, I mean, did you, were you thinking of banking in any way?
2: I wasn't, honestly. In the first my first year in school was you know, <laughs> took total year school. And I I had learned, you know, my dad was like an ex teacher, used to work in West African examination class, made me study hard for the common entrance, You know, I hardly played. So when I got to form one I decided to relax. So the whole of form one was just Re- recovery reading time Recovery the- time. <laughs> reading of story books, you know, and, and, and playing. I started picking up in Form 3 when I realized that with a little studying, you know, I could do well. So I started studying hard, you know, excelled in, you know, subjects like maths and and things like that. You know, so I I wasn't thinking of banking. And during my A levels as well, I chose the closest I did to banking was economics.
1: So, what was career wise, what has been to your mind when you were in? Really
2: nothing. And back to. The point about having counsellors, giving right. the guidance, career guidance counsellors, right. because they were absent in those days, and so. therefore there was very little guidance, right. and therefore all I wanted to do was to do well, you know, in the O A level.
1: It's quite interesting. Yes. So what what triggered the interest in banking? Was it? An, did you find yourself gravitating bit yes. by bit towards it? You started off as an, as an accountant. I did indeed. So walk us through how you ended up in banking. At least accounting first, <laughs> and then banking.
2: Yes. So then, as I told you, later on in in my school years in secondary school, I felt that I needed to excel. That competitiveness came into me. So you know, I aimed towards excelling in my A level. And once you do that, I did that, so once you do that, naturally, you know, those who do well and are strong in math, then enter the school of administration. So that's how so come...
1: you read economics?
2: No, I went to the school of
1: admin, Before I did... Before that, I mean at... Um... Yes,
2: so I did A-level, I did economics, I did
1: um, literature
2: and economics,
1: right.
2: and history actually. Okay. Yeah. And then with the grades, I entered the school of admin. Right. Then I decided to do accounting. I hadn't read accounting before, but I was up for a challenge because, you know, I'd heard that accounting was it
1: was supposed to be difficult. prestigious.
2: Indeed, and it was difficult, too, and there were very few women. I think in the whole class of, you know, more than 50, I, I forget the numbers, but there were just about five of us girls, you know, doing accounting. So it was prestigious, and it made you feel bright. That was why I ended there.
1: To be honest with you, you know, let, let me just pause here and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and throw light on this issue of how people end up choosing careers. It's been quite an interesting journey. I mean, this mm. particular series, mm. just finding out that the people that are holding responsible positions in very mm. notable organisations mm. never really set out to mm. to work in those fields and. Yeah literally almost as well like stumbled upon these yeah. and yet they are driving them at the very highest level it's just yeah. quite amazing it just confirms the point you make mm-hmm. about the lack of career guidance and yes. the fact that we all keep probing until we find our space and find uh uh, our destiny has it way, but I guess mm-hmm. God is good yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> alright it's 27 minutes past the hour so if you just tuned in this is Joy 19. seven FM and Sunday evening is the best place to be as we do what we call the virtual university because we bring you the very best in inspirational, motivational, and all that you can find in, in media education is right here on this channel and on this program. And so every Sunday evening we bring you something that can stimulate thinking. Good evening to you wherever you are, and we hope that you are learning some useful lessons. I have gotten five of my Ten Commandments so far, and so there is a book we are writing for for patients, are uh, five chapters and five more chapters to go. We always write ten chapters, you know. So that is the secret of the program. And at the end of the program, we'll give you the ten chapters of the book, so you can also practice your writing skills wherever you find yourself. Before I continue with the interview, let me just give you some information about the springboard ratio next year. This is the biggest. And most influential intervention for emerging leaders nationwide. It is the flagship program of the Springboard Ratio Foundation and Legacy and Legacy. And next year's ratio promises to be the most impactful so far. The theme for 2015 is exploration with integrity. Exploration with integrity. Two very big words. Exploration is big, integrity is big. How do you fuse them? It's very simple. You explore, you discover. You activate and you consolidate, and all that comes under exploration. And whatever you do, do it with integrity, and you will be fine. So, that is the focus of next year. Whatever you find yourself doing, whether you are a student, whether you are an investor, a business person, explore new ways of doing things, discover the secrets of success in your field, and when you discover, activate. New programs, new ideas, and when you activate and you begin to see some success, consolidate so that you can build on that success. Those are the four blocks under exploration. And whatever you do, also do it with integrity. So we aim at reaching 30,000 young Ghanaians, and we also on the field we work with 1,000 young entrepreneurs, helping them to write business plans. But our focus for next year will principally be in the four northernmost regions of this country, Brongaafu region, northern region, upper east and upper west, where we will put out an audacious program to raise entrepreneurial awareness among one million people in these four regions by stationing officers who would stay there and work with them for a period, raising awareness through an intense program of media education, community interaction, school programs, and mentoring initiatives. The exciting news is that we can change this country if we work together and we are committed. And so the, the... what is different about this year's partnership? Apart from our corporate sponsors, we are encouraging 100 private partners who believe in this cause to support it every year with cash contributions, and that is how you can be a part of it. If you want to support and be a midwife for the transformation of the young people of this country, just call us on our hotline, and we'll be happy to discuss with you how you can be a private partner and help raise the next generation of African leaders and executives. Now i give you my first commandment, so we'll go for a brief musical break when they come back we will have we will delve into the three pillars that hold the life of my guest patience Adjian, the managing director of barclays bank the first thing she said is that she's people focused because f- when you focus on people and you work with them you will get the desired results the second commandment is a sense of ownership she said that she said that When she looks at people who are looking for opportunity, the first thing she looks for is that they must be able to own a process from beginning to to the end. And one of the ways in which she distills people who can own a process is the passion with which they communicate. The third thing is that she had a natural tendency to take responsibility for everything in her domain because she grew up having to take responsibility at an early age because she lost her mother and she was held accountable by her father for her siblings and for everything in the home. The fourth thing I've learned from her is that having those challenging moments made her grow up angry and sometimes came out even in the way she communicated and at that time anyone who saw her would assume that that's how she was but it was driven by the challenges that she was going through at the time the fifth point is raises the lack of career guidance that made her go through secondary education with not very clear career goals but with time she began to forge some ideas about what she wanted to do but for a long period she wasn't even very sure of what she wanted to do with her career and that is the story of a number of leaders you have spoken to The issue of gravitating from one idea to another At the early stages of your career Without any firm career guidance and support at the early stages Alright, so Before I take the commercial break the musical break Patience, what kind of music do you like?
2: Gospel music
1: Gospel music Favorite artists? Um, Hillsong Alright, so let me look for hill songs, let me play you All Things Are Possible. Where, where, Where do you want to be 10 years from now? Have you thought about it 10 years from now? What kind of impact do you want to have?
2: I want to be doing executive coaching.
1: Executive coaching? Yes. Right. 10 years from now, All Things Are Possible is a song and your birthday was on the 2nd of November, is that correct? So let let me make it a belated happy birthday to you and then also to your family and to everyone else listening out there, hey, enjoy this one. All things are possible. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your aspirations, enjoy this one and believe, 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 begin and then become. It's yours on Springboard, your virtual university. Please don't go away.
0: this out I'm going to get money out without a car gosh how did you do that don't you know that now you can withdraw cash from either MTN Mobile Money or Airtel Money at any EcoBank ATM and you don't even need an ATM card? Wow, that's great. And EcoBank has over 200 ATMs across Ghana. It's all convenient, plus it's super easy and totally secure. Withdraw cash at any EcoBank ATM
1: from your MTN Mobile Money and Airtel Money wallet. For more information, just call free on short code 3225 from Airtel, MTN, and Vodafone lines or 0302 213 999. That's Normal charges. Terms and conditions apply. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. It's thirty-seven minutes past the hour of seven, and this is Springboard, your virtual university. The song we just played was "All Things Are Possible" by Hale Songs, and let me dedicate this song to Mrs. Bohemina Kwe. This morning, your children put a smile on your lips, and children, when you do that to parents, it just does something to them. They already was so happy; her children had made her very happy. When you do that, God will bless you. I mean. No doubt about that. Talking about a smile on the face, I have this wonderful message on Facebook from Jifra Amma Anyaso. She's the CEO of Ultimate Credits Solutions Limited. Herself and husband, Dominic, put this on Facebook and I think it's a wonderful one I'll share with you. She says, Thanks for... Thanks to teampreneurship, my girl, my daughter, Sedinam Naki Adjua Anyaso, has mastered the art of public speaking and debating skills, and that has helped her to win an honoring award at the just-ended Model UN Contest. She's on her way to New York City to represent Malta. The smile on her face says it all. Thanks, Reverend, Comfort. Reverend Albert and Comfort. The kids are going higher. Absolutely wonderful one. The child is on her way to, to New York. Oh, that's wonderful. Right, so... The total of team quite a number of them have traveled outside this country to represent, and it's quite exciting to know what they are doing with the opportunities they've been given. So our, our debate earlier was about results-oriented or people-oriented. And so far, results-oriented has 30%, and people-focused has 70%. Well, let's see some of the thoughts that you have. John Kovner simply writes on Facebook, results focused. That's just simple. Jonathan as a, press, as a, as a press says, the best leaders, I believe, are people focused. Being people focused naturally inspires the team to do more. And as we see that you care about them more than just about getting the job done. Israel at says, people focused. Daniel Separe voted, I think it was, it was double voting. He voted for people focused but along the line he thought results focus is the best way to get people to focus so he ended up casting the vote for results focus so he voted twice so he, he's disqualified richard denso says people focused, but ensure that you choose the right people train them mentor them and equip them appropriately right michael says the results focused leader inevitably drives results through people so it's people could you answer this it is safe to say that in business, results-focused has historically been the coin of the realm. So he wants to focus on... hey, He also voted for results, okay, but he came down to people-focused. Right. Harry Dawes says, I'll vote for people-focused with the necessary application of the rod where needed to strengthen or straighten the lazy ones. Right. Um betty akumati is reminding us that great leaders know the purpose for which they live or die involves a collective effort so she's talking about the role of people me sakiko says the growth and development of people is the highest calling of leadership and that is by um harvey firestone right samuel Davoji says there may not be a clear cut option but i will prepare I'll prefer results focused to people focused. Right. So these are some of your thoughts, but I can tell you that we have um, a 30-70 in favor or 70 in favor of people focused. Let me talk to an HR practitioner, get her perspectives. Amma Krantner and science HR practitioner and general manager human resources for the Enterprise Group Limited. Let me see if I can pull on the line and get some perspective. Is it people or is it results? Good evening, Amma.
4: Good evening, Albert.
1: How is everything?
4: By God's grace, we are fine. And good evening, patience.
1: She's saying good evening to you, patience.
4: Good evening. Right. Mama? Yes. Right. So, uh, Mama,
1: let me find out from you. We're having this debate in here about results focused or people focused. I know we kind of look at both, but what would be your your take on this debate that is raging on social media as well as on the show tonight?
4: Thank you very much, Albert, and it's a privilege to be on this platform to contribute to the program. Albert, um, through my practice as an HR professional, I've realized as we go up the corporate ladder, it's not about fixing the both both and nuts. It's more about managing people to get the desired results. So people is essentially the game to delivering on leadership results.
1: You've used people twice and results twice. You said people to deliver results. You said you work with people to ultimately get the results. Doesn't it give you the impression that the results is the end and the people is the, the, the means?
4: No, not necessarily. You know what? Um, in terms of leadership, over the period, I've come to realize that it's more about influencing people to get the desired result and yes we want to see the result but the results come through people so every good leader should be able to manage people in a way that they will be comfortable enough to deliver what you expect of them
1: which is ultimately the results. Yes. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you, so for, those you who say, for those who list. say the end justifies the means, would you call that an, an extreme position?
4: I think it is an extreme position. You know, as I said earlier on, it's not just about delivering any results. It's about a desired result that you require. And every leader needs to be emotionally balanced. Because Day in and day out, we are managing people, and these people have emotions. And it's important that we manage their emotions in such a way that they will have that kind of peace of mind to direct them in line with your vision. In line with that, I believe that every leader has to be approachable and affable because one are the days where leaders were very fearful. Nobody could approach them, and nobody could give them feedback, in this day and age, patients would affirm, and I'm sure you also know, that the competition has changed, and the way business is done has also changed. So leaders need to have that kind of people-centeredness. They need to have an open door policy. That is not just an inscription in a manual, but it's a practice they lead by on a day-to-day basis. Once the person has that kind of peace of mind, the person will be able to do exactly what you want him to do at the end of the day.
1: Amar, um, just your final p- um, comment on this. What, what happens to people that you motivate, you encourage, you keep the open door that you mentioned and do everything and they still don't perform?
4: I think um, people are different. But I personally believe that every individual has some potential that you need to take time to harness. That's why feedback is a, a, a essential in leadership. As the the leader receives feedback, the leader is also expected to give feedback and offer the necessary support to help bring the person up in line. So for people who go through the mill, get the necessary advice, get the necessary coaching, and at the end of the day, are not doing as expected, unfortunately would have to be managed out in a very nice and polite way. I personally believe that every individual needs to be treated with respect with fairness and with some level of fairness so if the person is not performing then eventually he or she would have to be managed out in a very nice way
1: well thank you very much um ama kantiman size the The general manager HR of the enterprise group and she's sharing some perspectives about us uh, with, with us about how to deal with people. She's stressing the people factor and she's saying that people if you manage people well with respect, they will deliver on the results that you r- require. And should it happen that people do not perform after all the opportunities given to them, support them and guide them um, onto another path, or if they still do not find space within the organization, she says, manage them out. That's very nice way of you saying it. Manage them out. Thank you very much, Ama. Those Are your thoughts? Well, back to the studio and to my guest, Patience Achanu, the managing director of Barclays Bank. Patience, any reaction to the thoughts that I'm going Literally, I'm <laughs> confirming... The, the points that you made
2: earlier. Yes, I absolutely agree with her. Right. But one thing you mustn't forget is that leaders of commercial entities have one task to enhance shareholder value. You need to deliver on that. And you must never
1: forget that. Right. So as you work with people, so don't lose sight of the goals.
2: With people, don't lose sight of your objective.
1: That means as you vote for people, don't forget the results. Indeed. <laughs> it is 13 minutes to the hour of, of eight o'clock, and it's amazing. I haven't asked you the one uh, one central question that this whole um, series revolves around. That is the three. Pillars that hold your life. Mm. You know the song that says that you are the pillar that holds my life. So, (laughs) what are the three foundational values that you, as a person, work with?
2: You know, I learned very early on in life that we live in a a competitive environment. So, for you to stand out, you need to be able to differentiate yourself. Right. You know. So it really amazes me when I see people, you know, in any organization who think that because of the length of they service, they should progress or be promoted. Why must anyone promote you? What have you done to distinguish yourself? And those are the questions that I personally ask myself. So for example, one of the things I try to exhibit is competence. Everywhere I work, I try to demonstrate my competence and be known for that. I try to be reliable, dependable, Can you be relied upon? Do you deliver results at a given time into the expected quality?
1: Right. Integrity is
2: an attribute I exhibit as well to distinguish myself.
1: Right. So can I take it to the three core values are competence, reliability, and integrity?
2: No. Actually, what I'm trying to say is one of my rules, you know, is differentiation.
1: So differentiation, and under it, you are three yeah. subsets. Whoa. You know. So Whoa. I try to differentiate myself in those ways. Right. So the, the competence, reliability, and integrity yes. are the ways that you to differentiate yes. yourself. Oh, your what, what would be your second yeah. core value?
2: So the second will be determination. Right. And for me, you need determination to achieve your objectives. I'm a natural fighter, and I realize that. Good things don't come on a silver platter. And you must persevere to get your end result. Right. Many people will tell you you can't do it. You don't have the you know the skills, you don't have the temperament, it's not your time, you know, you're an accountant, you can't be an MD, but you need to persevere.
1: Did you face a lot of opposition on your way to your current role?
2: From the beginning so for even from you know the invested days when people said accounting was very difficult and many women avoided accounting you know people make you feel that it's a difficult thing and you are getting into rough terrain if you embark on this but I, I persevered and I went through and I must say that I was the only person not in, to get a first class in accounting in my year you know, so that was one, the first edel I, I, I climbed.
1: You enjoyed proving
2: everybody wrong. Oh, I like that too much, uh, wow. you know. And back in my old organization as well, um, I was financial controller and I wanted to move up and be chief finance officer. So I asked my regional boss, you know, what it would take to become, you know, finance director or chief finance officer. And he said, oh, well, I've, I've just done accounting and finance. I need business exposure. You know, to move to the next level, and I asked what kind of business exposure, you know, going to retail banking or corporate banking. I took up the challenge. So what I did was to move cross functionally into corporate banking, and I worked at a lower level so that I could learn the ropes of corporate banking. I did that, and that brought from in you were my scope. chief finance officer. No, I was financial controller then. Right. Yes, you know. Then I went to corporate banking, worked at a lower level so I could learn corporate banking and credit from scratch. And that positioned me for my next move, you know, of um, chief finance officer. Right. Then, you know, on the way to um, MD as finance director of Barclays, you know, people said all sorts of things, that finance directors are rigid and, indeed, you know, we are very cost-conscious and control-oriented. Is that what she you know? Wants? <laughs> And ultimately, that's what they want, you know, but <laughs> nobody wants the tough decisions or the tough behavior that goes with it. Right. And I was tough, you know, and I came across sometimes as being too goal-oriented, you know, to the detriment of relationships sometimes. So people can easily write to you that, you know, as MD, you need to be sales, um, a salesperson, very good at sales. Nobody asked whether I was good at sales. I'm doing a country, doesn't mean I can't do sales. You know what I mean, you know? And you need to have excellent interpersonal skills. But I like people. It's just that I'm so results-oriented, you know, that I aim at the results. So then I took the feedback. Some of it was good feedback. I took the feedback, worked on my development areas, and here I am, you know, by God's grace. So people will tell you you can't do things, you know, but with determination and believing in yourself and God, you can break through.
1: Give me the third core value. You've me differentiating yourself, you give me determination. What would so, that you know, one? the
2: third one I picked up later on in life. And what I'm saying later on in life because it's about people and the fact that, you know, to achieve your vision and become all that you are able to be, you are created to be, you need to have the right people in your camp. Mm-hmm. This is not a value I grew up with because You know, we grew up, my dad was very protective of us, and we're not the kind of people who were all over the place, you know, trying to socialize with everyone. And by nature, you know, I wasn't like that. My younger sister is like that. She's all over the place, very extrovert, you know, but I wasn't like that. So I thought all along that all I needed to do was to study hard, you know, and be disciplined and do things by myself, and I would move on. But later on in life, I realized that you can do all that, but if you don't have the right support, the right people around you, you can not achieve your highest goal. You know, And that actually was, you know, through a sermon, it hits me strongly, you know, through a sermon um, picked from Deuteronomy 33, verse 6, you know, some time ago, where, you know, Moses, when Moses was about to die, was blessing the um, um, tribes of... Um, Israel and he said, he said of Reuben, let Reuben live and not die and let not your men be few. You know, what struck me suddenly was the fact that actually the difference between living and dying could be the number of men you have. And by living and dying could be your vision living, you know, your, your goals being realized, anything succeeding. The difference between failure and success could be the number of people in your camp. So since then, I've been very conscious of it and praying about it that God give me people and that has worked out for me because my becoming MD, you know, people have played a role. It's not just my competence or whatever I think, you know, I have, but pe- there are people who believed in me, right. you know, and taking a risk to give me this opportunity.
1: Talking about opportunity, you work with the diversity and inclusion. Let's, let's end on mm. on inclusion. Mm creating opportunity for diverse kinds of people. Mm. I would like to hear your thoughts on that. Mm. And then also to the young ladies still out there mm. who have been raised, sometimes our advertisements, mm. sometimes our posturing, mm. does not encourage our young ladies to rise to the very highest mm. level. I was having a debate with my good friend Angela Jamunabwaji about an advert. I, I don't want to pick on the company, but mm. it suggests that the man has a wonderful policy for his... For his very close voice, and then mm-hmm. the woman has a policy for a kitchen, a, a kitchen so that when she, mm. she's cooking, she doesn't get hurt. it was it was yeah. not the very yeah. best projection yeah. of the young lady who also wants to become yeah. empty. You are head of diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. or you've been and involved, a member, a member of the the, blo- the, 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 council. the council globally. Yeah. Tell me what um, what has been your experience? Mm in terms of trying to get people on board to reach out to the highest level?
2: You know, for me, I'm not one of those who believe in affirmative action. You know, I don't think you should lower the standards for women to be included. I think there are very competent, talented women out there. All we need to do is to motivate them, inspire them, and empower them to take up the challenge of being all that they are able
1: to become. Right. So the key to you is Find who are competent, yes. motivate, yes. inspire them, and, and they will yes. right motivate, inspire, and empower. Your closing thoughts, patients.
2: For me, you know, one, one of the things that you know these days has been occurring to me is how talented Ghanaians are. You know, personally, I'm fully homegrown, I went to all my school in, in, in Ghana. And being a woman woman as well, you know, I want my fellow women out there to know that they are capable of becoming all that they were made to be, you know, regardless of the fact that they may have schooled all their lives in Ghana or regardless of the fact that they are women, they can lead and be effective at that.
1: Right. Let me give you the ten chapters of the book are virtually written for you tonight, patience, and just to chew on these thoughts as you go. But before that, one of your staff has sent an, um, an affirmation. I'm um, Alfred, the National Service Personnel at Barclays Corporate Department. I must say patience is really an inspiration. Well, for me, I believe in people focus with the right training to get the results. Okay, so, um, Alfred, um, that is a promotion for you for endorsing your boss while she's on there. <laughs> on the note, let's get the top ten lessons from patients. Mm-hmm. Um, th- um, 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 discussion with patients I need tonight, see a uh, managing director of Barclays Bank, the first one is that she is people focused and once you work with people in the right way you will get the results, second one is a sense of ownership the third one is that she grew up with a natural tendency to take responsibility at a very early age, the fourth one is that the, a challenging childhood made her grow up at some points, angry and feeling that her childhood had been stolen away from her. The fifth issue she raised was a lack of career guidance that makes several people go through school without clear direction about their careers. The sixth point is about differentiation. She says longevity is not a guarantee for promotion. Show what you have done. In the key areas, competence, reliability and integrity. That's how she shows her differentiation, her points of differentiation. The seventh point she raised is about determination. She says she's a natural fighter, and she believes that you must resist other people's objections and rise to the top. The eighth point is that you must have the right people in your corner. She quoted Deuteronomy 33 verse 6, and she mentioned Ruben that the difference between life and death could be the number of people you have working behind you to help you succeed. The ninth point is that she took a step down at some point in your career to uh, acquire new skills in corporate banking and credit to help her uh, literally climb up to uh, assume a position that she always wanted to take and then finally he says there is no need for affirmative action just find competent people motivate them, inspire them and empower them so those are the 10 commandments or the 10 chapters of the book that we have virtually written do you like the title of the book? do you like the book?
2: I think it's perfect. Some
1: bits of excellent case. Right, so what, what what title will we give it? <laughs> <laughs> do you like writing?
2: I do, actually.
1: Right, yes. you should write a book sometime. I plan to. Yeah, so these could be your 10 chapters. I'll mail them to you. <laughs> or better still, they will be in the graphic business next week, Tuesday. So look out for the graphic business next week, Tuesday. You will find this full interview and the 10 commandments summed up in that. Um, edition. Right, so coming up next to the Walk With Jesus and the topic for tonight who has authority over marriage is the a church, the family or the state. The host is Pastor Rouseford and the guests are Pastor George, Luke Shot and then Mrs. Patience, Arthur Beidou. It's still on marriage, just stay tuned. Um, Patience, your last thoughts on family, your last thoughts on family, corporate work and family, do mm. they go together?
2: they do you know I often get asked this question about work-life balance you know and uh, let me confess that for a woman in leadership it's very difficult to have a healthy work rhythm you know but it's possible right so some of the things you need to do is create boundaries and these days you know my husband and I have agreed that we are not working on holidays or weekends unless it's absolutely necessary you know and but I see myself traveling most weekends anyway, you know. So that is difficult, I must say. So, you know, for me, it's not about work-life balance. It's about the rhythm and getting right. it right. Once you get that rhythm of work, rest, play right, you are good to go.
1: Rhythm is the word. I want to end on this rhythmic note by saying thank you to you, patience actually, for joining us on the show. It's been very instructive and it's been very inspiring, and I trust that Everyone of you listening out there has picked up something you can use to spring yourself to the next level of your life. So on behalf of my boss, Comfort Okran, as well as Matthew, Ignatius, Amos, and Ishra, I want to say thank you to you all for listening. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Good night.
0: Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone. An inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert E Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-249999000.